0: 20th. We are going strong for four days with also a bonus money session. We also have added our Facebook group with challenges and activities. Listen, y'all we work So in order to sign up to participate in all pieces, I want you to head down to the show notes and get on the bootcamp experience list so that you can get started with us. Now, also our private practice signature program DTA will also be opening soon. So make sure that you check the show notes and get on on that notification list as well so that you can be the first to know about all the juicy bonuses that we have coming down the pipeline. It is glow up season. I will see you in the bootcamp. Welcome to the Branding for Abundance podcast. My name is Dr. TK. I am a licensed clinical psychologist and success coach. My goal on this podcast is to simply teach you how to proclaim your victory in your relationships, academic and career endeavors, business money and your mindset learn some simple tools and techniques to brand your life for abundance and live your epic lifestyle Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance Podcast. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and branding coach for therapists. And so in today's episode, I want to share with you the five tips to stand out in a therapy private practice. So this is a question that I've received on Instagram a few times when I've posted like those QA polls, like in the stories. And I've also received this question um, countless times when I've done consultations for therapists who are interested in um, a lot of my coaching programs. And or just like an email. And so... A lot of clinicians feel like the mental health arena is saturated. Um, Maybe you live in an area where there's a lot of therapists like physically, maybe in your office building, and or a lot of therapists do what you do, meaning who you treat, um, the modality of therapy that you do, like family therapy, individual therapy, around where you are, and you feel like, well, how can I stand out and receive more referrals and build and grow my practice when everybody's doing the same thing? So I wanted to share with you five tips that... Um, I think are very essential to assessing. I'm all about assessment of assessing first um, before you can even think about growing your business. Uh, because if you don't do a thorough assessment, you really don't know where your business uh, stands. Okay. So tip number one is I'm all about branding. And a lot of people want to do the marketing and my uh, countless responses are the same thing, which is we can't jump into marketing. We can't jump into email marketing, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, and all these things until you know what your brand is so when you think about branding because this is something that definitely was not taught in graduate school is you want to ask yourself what do you want to be known for or actually currently if you're building your business what are you known for so a way to, to ask yourself this or assess this is when someone hears your name or your business's name or your office's name what do they think about so an example i can give you personally is um I did not even know that this was my... Well, I knew it was my brand, but I didn't know that other people knew that it was my brand because I didn't use the word branding back then. So this was back in like 2013, 14... And I was at the time seeing a lot of adolescents in my practice. And the reason why I chose to see adolescents, because honestly, it was easier to advertise to that population because I was working in the juvenile justice system. And I specifically liked working with difficult teens um, with behavioral disorders. OK, and I still do um, to a degree, but I don't want my whole practice to be with difficult adolescents. Right. So because I like to work with also the families and the parents because that's part of the treatment. Uh, And sometimes the parents are truly the identified real patient. (laughs) So um, I received a referral for one client. I had spoken to the mom and I should have known that something was happening with this family when a 15 minute consultation turned into like a 30 minute phone call. And so we made an appointment and she had told me upfront, the kid may not want to talk to me. And I said, all right. So When they came to the office, um, I had just finished up with another client. I typically do a 45-minute session so that I can, you know, have a restroom break, drink some water, have a little snack, or just like chill for a moment, like debrief, because going from session to session is mentally exhausting. So um, I usually crack open my door so some air can get in, just so that I don't feel like I'm still working in a jail cell, like my job. And so I heard an argument. And this was like six o'clock in the evening. So the front office, like um, where I had my office at, it was pretty empty up there. So I heard somebody going back and forth and it was a, a a boy and a woman. And I, it was some curse words. And I'm like, oh my God, is that my new client? Like in my head. And I was like, let me go check on them. So I went out, I, you know, I don't know what they look like. So if they were the only ones in the lobby and I'm like, hey, I'm Dr. Jackson. And they were like, oh, she was like, oh, hey. So it was the mom. And I said, I'll be out in about, five minutes but if you need to use the restroom here you know there it is here's the key and then if you want some water um, hot cocoa tea or whatever you can go down to the kitchen you know it's on me or whatever so they were like oh, okay we're fine well the mom was like oh okay we're fine and the kid just looked at me but he looked like he had just finished crying he was red he definitely did not want to be there right so um so the way that I found out now that you have a context of like what happened during the first session let me back up for a moment when we were on the phone I do ask all of my clients for marketing purposes Purposes. How did they find out about my office? Because not everybody found out about me through the insurance panel. Some people will Google me um, and or word of mouth, but I didn't know that this was happening until this day um, or word of mouth. And then I will tell them that I take their insurance or not. And then they'll, will call their insurance and do a verification. So she said that she was referred to me from another therapist in the office. And I was thinking at the time There are a few therapists I don't know them all So But I've seen them You know Some of them like Here and there Getting my mail or whatever So I said Oh What's the therapist's name? And she was like She don't remember And I'm like that's not abnormal. You only met him like once. Cause they said they met him once. The kid wasn't filling the guy. It was a male. So, and I'm like, I don't know no male therapist except for an older gentleman. And they were like, no, it wasn't him. And I'm like, all right, I don't know who you're talking about. So then she said, I said, so, okay, does the therapist know me? Cause at this point I'm really curious. Cause hell, if I ain't never met you, how did you give me, the, how'd you give this person my referral? Like you ain't got my number or nothing, but they can also ask the front receptionist, are there any other therapists in the building? Because I've done that. And then they somehow get that person's business business card and pass it along or whatever. So the story was, the kid saw the guy one time. It was not a good match. That's all the mom would say. Um, the kid said he don't want to go to therapy. So the guy said, I think I know of a good match for you. I know a young lady on the other side. This is what the mom told me. I don't know how much of it is true. But he said, I know of a therapist on the other side. And she actually works with... Teens, and he told the mom she works with difficult teens. The mom said, "What's her name?" He said, "I don't know. I can get I can get her number for you or something like that." So, what I'm guessing what happened is they gave they got my number from the front desk, uh, but the mom still somehow didn't get my name. So, all he told her was that I'll walk you and show you where the office is. And I guess I wasn't there that day, but she's the difficult teen lady. That's how I realized what my brand was. And I said, oh, so when she told me that I start laughing because I said, well, that's kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Because technically that's what I am known for. So that's what I actually start utilizing in my marketing material. Like I am the therapist, the psychologist who is known as the difficult teen lady. And believe it or not, that actually boosted up my referrals because those were words that parents wanted to hear because they deem their child as being difficult at the time, right? So that's all in tip number one with that story is do you have a brand? What are you known for? Um, Like what strategies or what do people know you as? And if someone hears your name, what do they think about? That's your brand. So tip number two is do you have a niche because these all are things that help you stand out of course so do you have a niche so when you think about a niche what or who is your target audience and I said what because not all therapists just want to work with one person they may want to work with a group they may want to do trainings and workshops with a particular targeted audience Um, and then also with your niche what type of treatment do you want to provide in regards to modality of therapy so do you want to do individual therapy family therapy couples therapy like what do you want to be known as so another targeted audience that actually grew from working with children or adolescents is from family therapy I found my love in working with couples and so I actually birthed my first book out of my private practice and that again is a whole nother podcast episode that I'll go into detail with but I realized that I really wanted to work with couples. One, because it was fun. It, it kept me on my toes, very similar to adolescence. And honestly, I just liked that I didn't never know what was going to happen in the next session. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like a, a soap opera. But I also loved to, to see my clients. Reconcile, Because I would have couples come in and say, I want a divorce or an individual client also that said I wanted a divorce. And then they were able to reconcile. And if reconciliation was not on the table, then at least they can have a good split, meaning they could leave on good terms. OK, so um, I realized that my target audience was couples. So who or what is your target audience and what type of therapy or treatment do you want to be known for? Okay. And number tip, number three, this kind of stacks onto the niche. Um, do you have a client avatar? Meaning do you have an ideal client and can you describe them in detail? You should be able to describe your ideal client in so much detail that I should be able to visualize them and see them. You should be able to go on Pinterest or Google and find pictures to piece up what this person looks like based off of maybe their ethnicity, their gender, what they look like, what are their presenting problems, what is their socioeconomic status, what do they dress like, um, where do they work. That's how detailed I want you to get. Now, I'm not saying you need to be too, too detailed where you close yourself off for referrals, but if you cannot visually see your ideal client, how can you talk to that ideal client on social media? How will you know when you're talking to that ideal client when you have a consultation? You have to know who your ideal client is. So number three is client avatar. Tip number four, this is a huge one. What is the missing gap that you are able to provide? So let's just use the couples therapy again for an ex- as an example. So... One thing you want to assess is what do you offer that other people are missing, which means that you need to do your research. When I start realizing I really love couples work, I started to look at other people's websites that were in my area, not in my area, um, but that did couples work and specifically premarital couples work because that originally was what my foundations book was written for. If you want a copy of the foundations book, check out the show notes and I have it on Amazon and you're welcome to order a copy. Um, But that book is actually for everybody. It's now made for people who are um, restarting um, and wanting a relationship. So maybe you need to assess your mindset with, are you ready for one? And what are some things that you want to take into account before your right partner walks in so that you can know they're the right person, right? It's also for couples who are in long-term relationships, cohabitating to make sure that they are ready to jump over the broom and or move in, etc. cetera. Um, of course, for premarital couples. And honestly, I've used this book more with people who are already married. So a lot of them didn't never get premarital counseling. So whether you are not a therapist or a therapist and you're listening to this and you really want to learn more about the foundations book, I will highly encourage you just to purchase a copy um, on Amazon. And then if you you know purchase a copy, please leave me a review. I do want to know your thoughts about what you thought about the book. Okay. So um, that's the foundations book. And so I realized that that book, along with a comprehensive uh, different levels of packages that I offered actually made me stand out because my comprehensive packages consisted of a certain amount of sessions per level based off of the presenting problem, supplemental resources such as my book and then of course all of my couples once they were done they graduated from therapy and they received some form of a certificate of them finishing premarital or just or just couples counseling okay so I realized that the missing gap was for me my book. Okay, So that's tip number four. Tip number five, the last tip. Do you have a framework of how you deliver your services? Um, Now, when you think about framework, most people have a framework when they're marketing to you a product or service. They just may not say the word framework. So you'll know that they're describing their framework because they may talk about a specific strategy of how to get their clients from point A to B. So when you think about point A, you want to think about what are the presenting problems of your ideal client. So when I was first developing my uh, packages for couples, I wanted my point A to be couples who were about to get married um, six months or more out because I wanted us to have time to process whatever may come up in couples counseling. And um, I wanted them to be premarital couples. That was my strategy when I first started working with Couples, okay. Now, I also have to think about what is the transformation after they've worked with me because that's your point B, or some people call it point, you know, Z, A to Z, but it's point A to B. So, my transformation was they were able to learn better communication styles. They were able to understand what baggage is um, present and what baggage needs to be processed and worked through before they get married. They have to be well aware of various topics that they should at least talk about before the problem presents itself, which is the whole purpose of the foundations book and a lot more, right? So that was my framework. And the framework also can help you describe your services to your clients when you do a consultation. So let me just recap the five tips to stand out in your private practice. Do you have a brand and like, what do you want to be known for? Tip number two, do you have a niche? Who's your target audience? Tip number three, describe that client avatar in detail because that'll help you target the right audience. Tip number four, what is the missing gap that you can provide in comparison maybe to other therapists who are offering the same service because that will help you stand out. And tip number five is do you have a framework of how you deliver your services? How do you get your clients from A to Z? or A to B. And so if you really enjoyed this episode, please leave me feedback. Again, with podcasts, I have no clue who's listening. It tells me how many people downloaded the episode, but I don't know who's downloading the episode. So um, feel free on iTunes to leave me feedback. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Let me know if you're even just gonna go buy the foundations book because you're really curious to see um, how healthy your relationship is that you're currently in and or getting prepared to get married or to get in a healthy relationship in the near future, right? Um, I also mentioned the Dope Therapist Academy in a couple of my episodes. And so the way that you will find out about my coaching programs, and this is something that I've adopted new in 2020 um, through these podcast episodes is that a lot of clinicians will contact me and say, I wanna join the academy. I wanna join this. I wanna join that. And I, you know, slow them down a little bit and I want to first assess their business needs. And so the first step is to take the private practice assessment, the private practice quiz. The link is in my show notes. When you're done with a private practice quiz, it will tell you based off your results, what level of coaching, if you're interested, should you inquire about and or get on the wait list as if, if it's a coaching program and or what's your next step to moving forward with me if it's more one-on-one and also what do your results say about your business? Because that's probably why you're taking the quiz, right? So this quiz is completely free. The link is in my show notes to get the results. It'll simply ask you for your email list. So you'll be added to my therapist branding list where I'll keep you up to date um, with um, branding tips like throughout the month. But um, I love this private practice quiz because it will help you classify how ready you are to if you're not um, building your private practice, what stage you're in. And also, if you already have a private practice, what level of growth are you really at? Because sometimes we're not really at the level that we think we're at, honestly. Most of the time, we're about one or two stages below the stage we really think we're at in regards to branding and marketing. So um, if you're not already following me on Instagram, head over there um, to Dr. TK Psych. Um, the link is in my show notes as well. and. Follow me on Instagram simply because the information I share on my podcast is not the same information that I share on my um, Instagram feed. Over there, I post quotes. Um, I let you know what's going on behind the scenes, showing you how I'm building my business like today, um, even though this episode is not going to air for another month or so because I record a few at a time. Um I did a behind the scenes of showing people like what my morning looks like to record my podcast. Okay, so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the channel so you can get alerts right to your phone um, on Spotify or iTunes um, to let you know when I've uploaded a new podcast episode. I will see you in the next one. Love you, bye